I'm Tom Cashel. I'd like to say, uh, I was going to start with I'm, what I do for my business, but I'm, I'm the husband of Mary and the father of Tom, Joe, Julia, Nicholas, uh, the, the brother of Bill, Steve, Debbie, Laura, Susie, and the son of uh, Bill and Christine Cashel. So that's my primary mission in life. My job is I'm director of telecommunications for the American Medical Association. Um, <clears throat> A lot of interesting things have happened in the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Um, I'm a Byzantine Catholic, Greek Catholic. Um, I never grew up with the rosary. Um, it's part of our uh, Greek Catholic faith. Um, we didn't have a lot of the big, a lot of uh, like Roman Catholic um, catechism. But went to Magigoria in 1999, 98, someone priest friend of ours gave us a book on Magigoria. Uh, we read it, ended up uh, asking my wife, do you want to go to Magigoria? And uh, she, she read the book and she said, yeah, what, you know, how are we going to go? How are we going to do this? Uh, four free tickets to Europe fell into our hands. And then the money for, uh, to participate in a uh, pilgrimage, I needed the money for a pilgrimage. So I'm at work and uh, got the sheet of paper and it's going to be about $3,800 even though I have the tickets to Europe ready. And I'm with there, I've got a team of people, I'm in telecommunications, I've been in telecommunications my whole life um, since I was a kid. And so my team's with me and uh, so you fill this thing out, so you've got this form that you have to fax in and you need $3,800 and you don't have it, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you know, four tickets fell into our hands. If uh, our lady wants us to come to Magigoria, you know, we'll fax this off and, uh, you know, we'll God, put it in God's hands. So, fax the thing off. I'm carrying a pager. They're like, come on, we have to go to lunch. So we all go to lunch. While we're in lunch, my pager goes off. I get one message, two messages, three messages. We come back from lunch, we're in the telephone room, and I listen to my voicemail message, and I said, you guys have to hear this. And I play it on speaker, and it's, and there's a... I do uh, consulting and side jobs. I put in business phone systems on the side, besides my regular job. I have a lot of little doctor's offices and that. And there's a side job, an offer for a side job on the first call. And second message, another side job. Third message, third side job. What about, I've never got three side jobs in a row. And the money that came in was basically going to total the money we needed to go to Magigoria. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, my, the guys were like, no way that happens. So it was uh, Our Lady's intention that we went to Medjugorje. Um, growing up as a, in the Greek Catholic Church, and the Ukrainian Catholic Church, um, we went to confession maybe once a year at Easter. They're all, the priests were always there. We grew up with confession. We, we uh, went to communion every Sunday, went to church. Uh, with my mother, we went to Holy Days. But after we got married, we went every Sunday, and we brought our kids. Uh, but I still got into that maybe once a year confession that. Went to Medjugorje, made a great confession, uh, went to Mass every day, said rosaries, um, learned the rosary before I went to Medjugorje, went to the Medjugorje webpage and uh, printed out how to pray the rosary and kind of memorized that. And uh, it kind of changed my life in work and everywhere. I uh, ended up saying rosaries. I used to hear the Sisters of the Resurrection. I worked there for 18 years. How the sisters would go travel across the country and they'd say rosaries in the car. I'm like, how could they do that? It would be like torture. They're just saying rosaries for eight hours. How can you do that? Now I uh, drive to work every day and I say a rosary. And I got a new job downtown. I say a rosary. 
uh, learned that through the Rosary and through Medjugorje, I learned um, prayer with the heart. In the book in, in, on Medjugorje, they talk about, um, Mary talks about learning the prayer with the heart. It took me two years to learn prayer with the heart. But, you know, through time and the Rosary, I learned prayer through the heart. I had difficulties at work. A boss, I got a new boss, and I just, oh, he was driving my world upside down. Just, I, I built everything. I had built a bunch of hospitals. I tied them all together. I got this new boss, and he comes in and says, sorry, you're not doing anything anymore. You're in charge of anything. You're going to go, you know, we'll find, figure out what you're going to do. Start praying for that guy every day. Started, that's what started me in the rosaries, every day on the way to work. Turns out that we became friends. Had another boss after he left, uh, so I learned to pray for your enemies and they become your friends. Another boss prayed for every day. We got along right at the beginning. She ended up turning around. She had different ideas for me, and she ended up going away. So I learned to pray for your enemies and God will either make your friends or turn them away. <laughs> so get another boss, and uh, we're getting along great. There's some other situations that uh, that I were at work that weren't good, and I've been there like 18 years, and I could not uh, get out of the situation, and I couldn't afford to lose my job or leave my job. So one of the things I learned in Magicoria that they talk about was uh, going to confession at least once a month. So after Magicoria, I started going to confession once a month, and actually a real neat thing, it's a secret some of us know here at St. Paul, Thursdays, does anybody know about Father Peter being here Thursdays between 3 and 5? It's a, it's a well-kept secret. Um, Father Peter Armenio, I hope the state priest, is here. Not that all the other priests aren't great in the confessional, but uh, he's here between 3 and 5 on Thursdays. And uh, Father Peter gave me some great advice. He said, go to Christ in the Eucharist and ask him to help you with your problem. So basically, um, that happened, that wasn't at a 3 to 5, but that was at Mass. So I started going to Mass every day. And uh, at 7 in the morning at St. Mary the Angels, before Mass, you can go to confession. And Father Peter said, go to Christ in the Eucharist. Went to Christ in the Eucharist, and I said, there's nothing I can do with this thing at work. What can I do? I can't, you know, I give it to you. There's nothing I can do. I, you know, I'm, I'm done. Take it. I can't do anything with it. And uh, six months later, I had a new job. had a new company. And uh, everything just was going fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, about two years into that, I work now for the AMA, I'm Director of Telecommunications, and I brought in one of my people from Resurrection, another guy that uh, went to Northridge, prays the Rosary, go to confession often. Him and I go to Mass every day, and uh, we ran into a situation. When I was at Resurrection, at the end of the year, and I was also with the military, I was in the Air Force, and at the end of the budget year, you would spend all your money, so they would give you that much money next year. In the resurrection, I used to spend the money, and then I'd pick a project. Okay, I've got uh, $20,000 here. We're going to order $20,000 worth of equipment, and then I'm going to put a new phone system in New Jersey with that money um, that's meant for expenses or whatever. And then, you know, when it comes to next year and I get reviewed, hey, look, I took money that was from last year, and I replaced the phone system, and they need it and everything else. So at the AMA, I ordered $20,000, $25,000 of equipment, end of the year, I tell my boss about it, it sounds like a good idea. And in February, <clears throat> this is November, all my equipment's come sitting in the phone room. And in February, the accounting department calls and said, you can't do this. 
It's $25,000. You need to return all that equipment. That's capital equipment. You can't expense that. You have to return this stuff. So I called the company, and they said, we're going to let you return 10000 of it. There's 15000 you have to keep, you have to buy. My boss says, I don't have 15000 for you, for this stuff. What are you going to do? We're going to have to go down to the VP and talk to him. Go home, lament, tossing and turning, getting rosaries and praying. Went to, on the way down to work, went to St. Mary and the Angels, went to the confessional, talked to the priest, a little spiritual direction in the confessional. What am I going to do there? What did the priest tell me? Go to Christ in the Eucharist and ask him to help you. So go to 7 o'clock Mass, go to communion, go to Christ in the Eucharist. I'm stuck here, I'm going to lose my job. The job you gave me. You gave me this job. You know, I goofed it up. Can you help me here? A little more peaceful. You know, I got peace now. I'm going to work. Whatever, it's in your hands. I don't know what's going to happen. 10 o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call from the accounting department of that company. They had been doing an audit. It was not one of the salespeople or anybody else I had talked to about returning $15,000 equipment. The guy says, hey, Tom. Hey, you know, we're doing an audit, and we found $15,000 that we overbilled you for last year. <laughs> Three hours after going to Mass and going to confession and going to Eucharist. So my experience that I share with you and how my faith affects my work is uh, that <laughs> I learned through Magigoria, through the Rosary, um, Mass every day. My mother used to go to Mass every day. One of the reasons I started going, besides Jerome Zarnick going from an Opus Dei guy, going a lot, going off and bringing me with, was that mom used to uh, go to Mass every day. And when mom got sick, got a new hip, and wasn't moving, uh, she stopped going to Mass every day. And dad, uh, dad would go to Mass on Sundays, but things started happening in our families. This one lost their job, one of my siblings, this one had this problem, this one had this problem, the other, the other two... Uh, Married, started fighting, you know, all these things started happening. I said, Dad, you know, boy, it's really interesting, Dad, what? And I said, you know, things have been going haywire for about six months. Mom stopped going to Mass every day. And uh, I said, you know, isn't it amazing? Do you see, look at this, 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 and Dad just looked at me. Dad started going to Mass every day, and everything smoothed out again. Everyone always at work used to say, Tom, you could fall into a, a tar pit and walk out on the ladder and wearing a white suit with a hundred dollar bill in your hand. <laughs> we attribute that to mom going to mass. So I started going to mass every day after I said it to my dad because then things smoothed out for my kids and my family. So I'd go to the Eucharist. It took me, I've been going to mass every day for five or six years now, and um, it took me, like it took me two years to learn prayer with the heart, it took me a couple of years to appreciate the Eucharist. Uh, it wasn't overnight stuff. It's, it's like playing a guitar or, or learning something, learning a sport. It's just, you keep, you go every day and you continue and it just builds on you. You, get, you understand, you get the Eucharist, you come to Christ, you go to Christ in the Eucharist and spend a little time with them. It's Pope John Paul used to do that. Daily Masses, my daughter said it, 6.15, 6.25 in the morning here, it's peaceful, it's quiet, you can go in and kind of, uh, you know, meditate a little and then go to Mass, and they're quick Masses, but, you know, more people knew about how great, you know, daily Masses were and going to Eucharist every day and going to confession often. The more you go, the more you want to go, um, and you've got some great spiritual direction coming out of there. And that's basically my story.
And thanks for Magigoria and uh, my family support. And you know, I'm I'm Greek Catholic, Byzantine Catholic, so I have the best of both worlds. There's the Greek Orthodox liturgy, and we're in communion with the Pope. And I get to go to the Roman Catholic Church every day because there's enough of them around. Um, daily Mass, you can come here at 6:15. There's an 8:30, 6:25, 8:30. There's uh, 6:15 at Holy Family. There's 6.15 at Resurrection Medical Center. There's noon at Resurrection Medical Center. There's 8 o'clock at the cathedral, 7 o'clock at St. Mary the Angels, 7 o'clock uh, at some other churches downtown. If people are downtown, there's almost no excuse, almost no excuse for people to find a liturgy in daily. There really isn't. There's, it's, you know, there's masses everywhere, um, especially if you work downtown. There's uh, St. Pete's in the Loop. They have about... You know, eight masses. They hear confessions from 7.30 in the morning till 6 at night. So, you know, there's some good reasons. That you go because, I don't know, it's like uh, your parents want you to do your homework. You, you start by going, maybe not because you want to or you're, you know, but you start going and you'll get appreciation for it. And, uh, and maybe some other people will see you and you can spread the message. So my message is confession and frequent confession and... Uh, Partake in the Eucharist. I think give us this day our daily bread means daily Eucharist. I think that uh, plays a big part. Thanks. I've got a question. Okay, so obviously you have a lot of faith. I don't know if you always had that faith. Was it like when you went to Medjugorje, was your faith increased? Or can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Magigoria. Magigoria is really neat. Um, we brought our, uh, my wife and I and two of our kids, uh, two older boys at the time, where they were young, they were eight and ten, and we, everybody, what was neat about Magigoria was everybody was walking around praying rosaries. Um, you know, you'd have groups of people, it, it's, it's become more commercial, but you just have groups of ten people walking down the street saying a rosary, and you'd pass another group going the other way saying a rosary. It was just something really special about it. Um, Excuse me. I may have gone there. Well, Mike, I may have gone there looking for. You, know, you read the book and you heard of people seeing miracles of the sun and stuff like that. I uh, didn't see any of that when I was in Magigoria. I think I've seen the miracle of the sun a couple of the times here. Um, of course, you have being a state of grace is the is one of the things you end up with. Uh, sometimes you're just in a spiritual mood and you. I've seen the miracle of the sun on the way to work downtown as an answer to you know like praying and all of a sudden I'd see some. Something going on with the sun and uh, be like, wow, okay, thanks, I know you're talking to me. So, yes, uh, a good confession leads to everything. We were talking to Father Peter about, uh, about um, exorcism and stuff like that. And this, uh, the exorcist for the Diocese of Chicago, the former exorcist, said, a good confession is like ten exorcisms. So I guess that's what I got, one of the big things I got out of Magigoria. I got... Uh, made a great confession. This priest said to me in Medjugorje, he said, that's the best confession I've ever heard. He was a young new guy, but you know, hey, that's what I got out of it. They sent us there, and then just the idea that you could pray in public. And saying rosaries in the car now, um, I guess when I started, I was just saying Our Fathers and Hail Marys, and you know, I didn't really, Hail Marys, and I wasn't really meditating upon the mysteries. So I guess through Medjugorje, I learned how to pray the rosary. I learned the prayer with the heart. Interesting story. Um, I get a lady says it takes time to learn all this stuff. I had been praying all these rosaries for two years after Magigoria, and my aunt passed away. And her ex-husband 
didn't come to the wake. And I prayed with all my heart and soul that my ex-uncle, I just prayed, God, just, just let Ricky show up. So in the morning, I come to the Nelson Funeral Home here, and um, there's a squad car front. I think Park Ridge Police must stop by because Ricky used to work for the Park Ridge Police, and then he's in Oprah. And I come in, and my dad goes, Ricky's here. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> and uh, my aunt always talked about her funeral because she got cancer when I was like 15, and this was when I was 35. And uh, she always talked, hey, when my funeral comes, I want a big procession, one, one person per car. And uh, <laughs> she always, big thing about, she was going to have a flower card. I don't have flower cards anymore. I want a flower card. So Ricky was up there, and he, he was by himself. It was before everybody came in, and he was praying by our casket. And he came up, and he shook everybody's hand. He shook my dad's hand. And dad was like, wow. You know, Ricky had the guts to come up and shake my hand, and he had the guts to come up here and show up. And Ricky stuck around for the rest of the funeral, and it turns out that it was his squad car was out front. He came from Oak Brook Terrace, and, uh, sorry, this is a tough one for me. He led the, led the funeral with his lights on. It was the icing on my godmother's cake, sorry. It was like, so that's where I learned prayer with the heart. It's so like, we just talked about it in her life, you know, like I'm going to die, I want to, I want a lot of cars. He led her funeral with, uh, with lights gone. And she wasn't a police person or anything. And so that was like, wow. So anyway, learned, uh, I guess I learned how to pray in Victoria. Thanks.